Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, it's Katie Neal. Welcome back to the Katie and Company podcast. This week on the show, I got to sit down with Jason Aldean, who actually, because of scheduling conflicts, checked in with us from his tour bus that was parked in a Disneyland parking lot out on the West Coast. Him and I got to chat all about some of the tour highlights from his Highway Desperado tour that he's been out on and is going to be coming off of here soon. So we talked about what his big plans are for around the holidays. He's looking forward to doing a lot of big hunting. We also got to talk about how recently he went to Luke Bryan's 30 number one party and we chatted a lot about how him and Luke met and just how their friendship has blossomed over the years. We talked about his first tattoo. We talked about the songs that he has written for his new album, Highway Desperado, which comes out on November 3rd. We talked about his latest number one song, Try That in a Small Town, and what he's got in mind for goals as far as number one songs he wants to achieve. Please enjoy my conversation with Jason Aldean. Thank you for taking the time. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. No, of course, of course. How are you? Good. We are in the middle of uh, the tour right now. We're out here, been out on the West Coast for a couple weeks. We've got uh, one more weekend this coming weekend, and then get to go home for a couple days. So uh, once we get back, we got I think like three more weeks, and uh, tour's over. So, or at least the first part of it's over. So uh, kind of get a little break for the holidays and all that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's been a good year. That's awesome. I was gonna say you got a break coming up. Once this wraps up, like, what are you looking forward to? To just like having some time to breathe for the holidays. Yeah, I mean, I think just getting home, you know, we got the album obviously coming out in November, early part of November, we got Thanksgiving and Halloween and Christmas and all those things coming up. So it's cool to be home for that. Uh, it's also hunting season for me. So finding a little time in there to go hunt somewhere uh, with the Buck Commander guys. And, um, you know, it's just, just kind of some downtime for me to get to go and, you know, after a tour, just kind of go decompress a little bit and spend some time with the family and, and do some other things that I enjoy doing, too. So uh, looking forward to it. That'll be fun. What is in season when you'll be off? I have no idea. Is that deer? Deer, yeah, deer season. Okay, I'm sure people are like, "Oh my god, she doesn't know what's in." Se- I have no idea what's in season. I'm sure my dad. Does. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the one time oh, I went, yeah. I fell asleep against the tree, so I did not get to ask to go back. <laughs> hey, it's uh, it happens. I've done it myself. So, <laughs> what else have been some of the highlights from this tour so far that you really enjoyed? I think the group that we have out this year, we got Mitchell Tenpenny, Corey Kent, um, DJ Silver's always out with us. And so I just think it's a good group of guys. You know, it's been a it's been a fun tour, you know, just the, the atmosphere backstage, just kind of around the tour has been been a lot of fun and you know, kind of started off a little rough. We had some shows that were getting canceled a lot because of weather and I ended up getting sick at a show and so we had to cancel that one and, and so it was kinda kinda got off to a little bit of a rough start. 
and then uh, all of a sudden, man, it just it took off, and and once we got rolling, it was it's been great. So, you know, like I said, we got uh, we're out here doing the West Coast thing for three weeks, get back home, and and only have three weeks left, kind of wrap up down in in South Florida, which is kind of our second home. So, uh, looking forward to getting down there and playing those shows. It's gonna be it's gonna be great. That's awesome. How are the little kids, the big kids? How's the family doing? They're good. They're they're actually out here with me right now. The little ones are. My wife and, and the little ones are out here. And uh, basically on the few days that we had off, we took them. We're, I'm sitting in the Disneyland parking lot right now as we speak <laughs> talking to you. So uh, whenever we get a few days off like this, you know, we try to get them off the bus and, and try and keep them from going stir crazy, get them outside and, and go do something. So uh, we came to Disneyland for a couple of days, let them have some fun before we load them back up and and go to Phoenix. So, uh, so that's where we are right now. And uh, they're out. My older ones are doing great. You know, they're in school doing their thing and at home and I'll get to see them when I get home. So uh, looking forward to, to getting back for that reason too. Oh, I'm sure. And I know, I think when this airs, we'll be right in the middle of like Halloween madness, which I know is always a big deal in your household. Have the, have the costumes been arranged yet? Everybody knows what they're going to dress up as. Uh, we got a pretty good idea. So I think, uh, Navy wants to be Princess Peach from Mario Brothers, and then Memphis wants to be something different every day, so I don't know yet. Uh, and then Britt and I, are, we, we've been planning our little Halloween tribute deal, and uh, we got something cooking right now. So I, I don't know. I haven't seen the costumes yet, so I don't know, but uh, we got we got a little, little surprise for everybody. That'll be really, really fun. And then I saw you recently were at uh, the Luke Bryan 30 number one show paying tribute to him and celebrating that milestone. I was thinking about how the two of you really like came up together at the same time. have always been close friends. Do you remember the first time that you guys met? I do. I met him for the first time at uh, at a radio station in Knoxville, Tennessee. I was playing Thompson Bowling Arena, I think it is there. And um, he was playing an after party at a bar somewhere. So I was coming into the radio station to promote the show. He was coming in to promote his after party. And we just happened to run into each other in the, in the lobby and uh, just kind of met. We had, you know, found out we had a lot of mutual friends and, and um, you know, ended up becoming actually becoming better friends. When we started hunting together, we were both involved in buck commander on the hunting side of stuff eventually and kind of knew those guys and, started hunting together and that's really where we got to be really close friends and, and started touring together and all those things after the fact. So it was, it was fun to be there. I mean, 30 number ones, that's a huge deal for him. And I was, I was glad to be able to be there and be a part of him celebrating that. I remember when he came to my house and played me the tailgates and tan lines album after he recorded it. And uh, I remember listening to that album and just being like, man, there's some, there's some really good songs on this thing. And, and sure, sure enough, the next year we went out on tour together and, that was kind of the beginning of him popping as an artist. Yeah, definitely. And such a special friendship that's become. And you mentioned the 30 number ones made a big milestone. You were hot on his heels about to notch number 28 here with Try That in a small town. How are you feeling about that? I love it. I mean, I hate that he's got a couple more than me because he likes to bring <laughs> You're that up. Him, don't but, worry. Uh, yeah, obviously 30 is a big number. And I think for us, you know, we've talked about it. It's like, man, we were growing up, you know, you'd have guys like, you know, I remember George Strait putting out his 50 number one hits and it's just like, man, and as an artist that's never had one of those, you just think, God, that's just impossible. Like, how do you even think about that? And for both of us to be sitting here now, him, him at 30 and me closing in on it, it's um, it's a pretty good deal. It ain't 50 like straight, but it's it's pretty good. And I think I just think for us, man, it's just uh, one of those things that 
you know, I think we both worked hard in the business. This is all we've kind of ever wanted to really do. And, and to look back on it now and all the hard work and stuff that we put in, you turn around and look and you're like, because I don't think you really, you don't really keep track of when you got, you know, 10 or 12 or 15. And then all of a sudden you get 20. That's like a big number. And then next thing you know, you're looking up and 30 staring you in the face. You're like, all right, well, I guess that's our new number to look forward to. And <laughs> so it's it's been really cool. And it's been really cool to experience it with him and, you know, both of us kind of been on the same track our whole career. And it's been a good friendship to have for sure. For sure. When you think about, you know, getting 28 number ones, what is, is there like a number that you think of, like you mentioned George Strait having 50, is there a number that you're like, I want to get there? Right now that number's 30. <laughs> Once we hit 30, <laughs> there'll be a new number that's 40. You know, I don't know. I mean, I always say if it ended tomorrow and, you know, tw- I only ever had 28 in my career, that would be amazing. I mean, that's I would be extremely happy with that. And and so I got no complaints. So wherever it ends up, it ends up. I just keep making music and hope people, you know, keep wanting to listen to it. For sure. With Try That in a Small Town, this is off of the new album, Highway Desperado, that's going to be out on November 3rd. What songs from this record are you also excited for people to hear that they haven't heard yet? Yeah, Whose Rear View is, is one of my favorite songs on the record. I think it's just really cool. And, you know, just how it was written, you know, it's basically like, Whoever's to blame, it all depends on whose rear view you're looking through. Kind of, thing. it's just a really well written, very cool. There's that one. There's one called Whiskey Drink on there that I I think is is really cool. And then there's one called uh, Hung Over in a Hotel is one that I wrote on there that's really cool. And and something that uh, just kind of different for the record too. And you know, I had a hand in writing a few of these songs this go around. I I kind of gotten out of writing for a long time and guys kind of brought me back in and started writing you know writing some stuff for them and, and so i ended up having like three songs on this album that i wrote which is really cool and uh some stuff on there that i feel like is, is different than a lot of the stuff we've done in the past so i'm excited for people to check it out that's awesome how did it feel to get back into the writer's room it was fun i mean it, it's definitely i've had to do it in a way that that's uh, where it works for me where it loses me is when i have to sit in a room for hours on end i can't do it i'm too I can't, I can't, I feel claustrophobic. It gets weird. And so the way we do it now is, you know, I kind of come up with some ideas, kind of talk to Tully and Kurt, my guys in the band about it, you know, how we're going to do it, kind of let them maybe get something going. I'll kind of direct traffic and then I'll come in and kind of help finish it out. So we've kind of found a system that works for us. It works for me. And, um, and so I was able to get in there and, and wrote quite a few things for this album. Not all of them made the, made the record, but, uh, Ended up having three of them on there that I really, really, really like. And uh, Howie Desperado is one of them. And so, uh, I don't know, it was fun. It was fun to get back in there and, and kind of do that again after taking years off from doing it. So For sure. You mentioned uh, your guitar player and your bass player, Kurt and Tully, who have written yeah. like your last handful of hits. They're all over this album again. Let's you're talking about being in the room writing again with. When you guys started working on this album, did you give them any kind of special direction for stuff that they were going to write? Like anything that you were like, I want something like this for the record or like stay away from that. Like, do you give them direction or are you like hit me with what you got? Sometimes it just depends. You know, the other part of it is those guys are two of my best friends. So we've been playing music together for, you know, the last 25 years. We've been in bands playing together. And so they know exactly what kind of music I like and what, what kind of music we play as a band. And um, that's the cool part about that is that I don't really have to go in there and say, okay, write this, write that. It's like, you guys know what I like and what they write, everything they write is with the intention of, of making our record. So it's, it's cool to have that, you know, guys that can write like that specifically for our project. And then, you know, I kind of come in there on, on stuff too and things that I really think are cool. Or if I have a really cool idea or something and kind of, 
get to be part of it with them like that. So it's it's worked out. We we kind of found a system that really works well for us, and and we've been lucky enough to get some really cool songs out of it. Yeah, I think it's really cool because I feel like you're in a really unique position. Like we were saying, like they know what you like. These are guys that have been with you forever, but also being guys that are in the band, I feel that I feel like they can probably weigh in and be like, you know what, this would be like really fun to have in the set list. Like this would be really cool. So I feel like there's probably you know what I mean. Like that synergy is something that I feel like probably nobody else really has right now. So like what a cool moment for you guys. Yeah, it is. It's very cool. It's like kind of like what I was saying with Luke is that, you know, when you kind of get to have that that experience of, of success with get to do it with guys that you're friends with. And it's I don't know, it's just cool. Like it's cool to have success on your own. It's really cool when you get to do it as a group with with friends and everybody kind of gets to to experience it a little bit you know it's great so and that's kind of what we're you know what's happening right now with the guys and they've been writing such great songs and you know and now they're kind of starting to get their due as writers so it's it's really cool to see that other than just being in the band you know as writers one of the other things I wanted to ask you about this week is just some of the songs that were playing on the show when one of them is You Make It Easy. And I always think such a fun fact about that song is that FGL and Morgan Wallen were co-writers on that song. What do you remember about like the first time you heard that or when they sent that song to you? So Tyler Hubbard had come over to the house and um, wanted to pitch me some songs. So I was like, man, just come over. We'll jump in the truck, ride around, and just, you know, play me some stuff. And um, and so we were doing that. And he, I think he almost like accidentally played me that one. I don't think he was supposed to play it. And I was like, wait, what is that one? And he goes, oh, it's a new thing we just wrote with Morgan. And this was before Morgan, you know, was having hits. I mean, he was still, he still hadn't really broken through yet. And uh, they had already cut Morgan's record. And I think FGL had either just cut their record or or just released. Like, they weren't going in the studio anytime soon. And I just remember being like, man, I will cut that thing tomorrow. And so he made a phone call and said it was ours. We got it and uh, went in and cut it. And, um, and it was just, you know, one of those things. Morgan actually sang the demo on that song, and it was amazing. And so uh, I, I, that was one I knew. I was like, man, this is so different for us to put out. You know, we it wasn't like we were putting ballads like that out very much at, at that point. And so to drop that thing, I, I felt like it was going to be a big song, and, and it was. I think at this point, it's probably become the biggest song I've had. Is it really? Is it you feel like it's still big every night in the set? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Even everything, like streaming and all those numbers – I think it's like one of the biggest, if not the biggest, it's like the second biggest thing that we've ever had. That's so wild and so awesome. I, I want to ask you like a couple like rapid fire stuff before we wrap up here. I always feel like you do a really good job of like taking younger artists like kind of under your wing, especially bringing them out on tour with you. What artists do you feel like you've seen lately that you feel excited about? Um, I like Parker McCollum. You know, I got I got Corey Kent out with me right now this year. And I, I think Corey's great too. I'm excited to see what happens with him. He's got a great band great crew he sings his butt off and so him mitchell's out you know i love mitchell he's a riot yeah he's great and so you know but i you know i see guys like parker's parker's one that i, I like a lot i like what he's doing i think he's kind of got his own thing that's unlike anybody else out there right now and i don't know there's just to me there's so many new acts coming out right now you know and there's it's hard to keep up with all of them, honestly. You know, I mean, I got, I see the guys like Hardy. I had Hardy out with me a couple years ago, and Laney. Obviously, Laney's blowing up. Hardy's killing it. I don't know. I, it, there's so many of them. Ernest, I love Ernest too. I hope he can he can keep the momentum going too because he's awesome. And um, I don't know. There's a, there's a lot of young blood out there right now, and it's gonna be fun to watch for sure. What song have you had on repeat lately? The thing with me is I listen to so many songs 
like for records Demons, and things yeah. like that that I don't I don't all, always kind of know what's going on on the radio side of it. But now that we finally got the album cut and, you know, I'm not so deep diving into songs for our own album, maybe I could branch out and listen to some other things. So we'll see. For sure. What have you guys been binging? What's been the hot show in the Aldean household? Um, you know, still rocking Jersey Shore as always. It's one of my favorites. Like and then, you know, Oh, no, the, the new ones. There's new ones. I didn't even realize there were new ones. Yeah. Thursday comes on Thursday. Um, <laughs> it's it's hard because I feel like I like rip through all the shows that I love, and then I just like wait. Right now, I'm just waiting on Yellowstone to come back out, you know, so I can finish that. There's a show that a friend of mine is is on. It comes on Stars. It's called Heels. It's about a. It's like a wrestling thing. So I've been watching that, kind of getting through the second season of that stuff. I get to watch my wife out on the road. Now that she's back, we'll be watching like the housewives of some city. I don't know, one <laughs> of them. And, you know, and then I'll get, you know, kind of have to sprinkle some of those in there. But uh, yeah, nothing, nothing crazy that I can remember that's just been like, so I watched the quarterbacks thing on, on Netflix. That was cool. That was cool. So yeah, just kind of those kind of things. Awesome. And then last question before I wrap up, what was your first tattoo? My first tattoo is actually covered up now, but it was... Oh, is it? Yeah. This sun right there, this guy. It's black yeah. because it used to be a, a pit bull's face, like these glowing green eyes. It was terrible. It was the worst tattoo ever. How old were you when and you got so, that? I think I got it like the day after I graduated high school, 18. <laughs> and so, yeah, it was still horrible. Ended up getting it redone, and I'm glad it's up there so I can most of the time keep it covered up, but uh, it's... Uh, Definitely not the coolest one I got by far. After that one is when I kind of started saying, all right, I got to like at least put a little thought into this at this point. What's the next one going to be? I don't know. I mean, I got like all my kids' names are on, you know, I got mine and my wife's anniversary. Like, I don't know. It's just uh, got some Georgia and Florida tributes over here. So I don't know. There's nothing I really want at this point. It just kind of happens. One day I'll go, man, that'll be cool. And then I'll go get it done. But uh, I don't have anything in mind right this second. Awesome. Well, listen, thank you so much for the time today. I really appreciate it. Enjoy Disney World. Thanks, Daddy. See ya. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Calling all pop culture enthusiasts. Are you obsessed with all things celebrity? Do you live for the drama, the laughs, and the unexpected moments that unfold on social media? Then you're going to want to tune in to the Comments by Celebs podcast. Join us three times a week as we deep dive into every aspect of pop culture. Whether it's dissecting the latest trends or just chatting about your favorite celebs, Comments by Celebs has you covered. We have new episodes out every week. Follow and listen to Comments by Celebs on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. 